climbs in my lap for a good night hug. He calls me dad and I call him bub. With his faded old pillow, a bear named Pooh, he snuggles up close and says, I wanna be like you. Tuck him in bed and I kiss him goodnight Tripping over the toys as I turn out the light And I whisper a prayer that someday you'll see He's got a father in God cause he's seen Jesus in me Lord I wanna be just like you Cause he wants to be just like me I wanna be a holy example for his innocent eyes to see. Help me be a living Bible, Lord, that my little boy can read. I wanna be just like you, cause he wants to be like me. Got to admit I've got so far to go Make so many mistakes and I'm sure that you know Sometimes it seems no matter how hard I try With all the pressures in life I just can't get it all right But I'm trying so hard to learn from the best being patient and kind, filled with your tenderness. Cause I know that he learned from the things that he sees. And the Jesus he finds will be the Jesus in me. Lord, I wanna be just like you. Cause he wants to be just like me. I wanna be a holy example. For his innocent eyes to see Help me be a living Bible, Lord That my little boy can read I want to be just like you Cause he wants to be like me Right now from where he stands I may seem mighty tall but it's only cause I'm learning from the best father of them all. Lord, I want to be just like you, cause he wants to be just like me. I want to be a holy example for his innocent eyes to see. Help me be a living Bible, Lord. That my little boy can read I wanna be just like you Cause he wants to be like me I wanna be just like you Cause he wants to be like me
May the Lord help us to be like him, right? Lord, I just want to be like you. We are examples. Men, we are examples. Do you realize that? And our kids just watch us day and night. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers. I wish you all a great day and a wonderful year. The Father God wants you to be. That's our title today. But before we do that, I read uh, a story titled The Ideal Father, and it goes like this. Uh, the father of five children had won a toy at a raffle. He called his kids together to ask which one should have the present. Who is the most obedient, he asked, who never talks back to mother, who does everything she says. Five small voices answered in unison, you play with it, daddy, it's all yours. <laughs> Are we awake? Let's read uh, a couple of verses from Proverbs chapter 20, verses 6 and 7. Many will say, they are loyal friends, but who can find one who is really faithful? The godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children after them. Some people say any man can be a father. It is a job that takes a little talent. However, the rate for failure in fatherhood is actually higher than in any other occupation. Do you agree with me? Fathers have a colossal and full-time job. It's a, a great job that it is sometimes forgotten because it comes with responsibilities, it comes with burdens, it comes with principles, and many other things, and most people undermine it. It is the most important task, important task that a father must tackle to be a daddy. I read about a nationwide survey. It was taken recently to determine how much time fathers were spending with their children. The results were astounding and very alarming. Fathers with children between the ages of 2 and 12 were spending only 12 minutes a day with their children. This is a real survey. And 
at the end of the survey, it says 12-minute dads contribute greatly to 12-year-old delinquents. This is why dads should spend time with Christ. And dads should always try and pattern their lives after the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray and hope this is not the case with any of us 12-minute dads. But this much is for certain, I tell you, we can all experience the ultimate father-child relationship when we experience God as our heavenly father. You have God as your heavenly father, then you can pattern your life after him and give your son or daughter all the time they need. And if they don't have your priorities, you are going to regret it at the end. What God is looking this morning, what God is looking for in us as fathers. Let's listen for about 20 minutes, and then I hope that by the end of this special sermon that we realize as fathers and all the congregation here, what we need to do to have children grow in the fear of the Lord. To be effective spiritual fathers, we need to be effective leaders in our homes. You want me to repeat that? We need to be effective spiritual fathers, number one. And to be effective spiritual fathers, we need to be effective leaders in our homes. Men, you have to take charge of your household. Don't leave it to the wife to do all the chores and errands and says, I leave everything to you and you go do your own thing. At the end, you will regret it because you will not have any wife to respect you nor children to pattern their lives after you. Take charge. To cultivate good character that we need and qualities that God will approve upon, we need his wisdom, God's wisdom, understanding, Love and respect. These characteristics differ from the ones that often help elect leaders today. The word looked upon leaders totally than what God looked upon leaders. God looks at the inner strength of the man. The word looks at wealth, popularity, and willingness to do anything to get to the top. The world system of leadership is very different from the leadership of God's kingdom. Worldly leaders are often selfish and uh, I should be excused, arrogant and proud. But among Christian fathers, the leader is the one who creates confidence 
and breeds enthusiasm and calls on his family to worship the Lord with him every Sunday and every day that God allows them to do that. It's different. Uh, an effective spiritual leader is the one who serves best. A good father and husband need a servant's heart. And I pray this morning, before we leave the place, that the Lord will give you that servant's heart. And will give us all. To lead is to serve. Nothing more and nothing less. We cannot add to it. Are you this morning before we go on further? Ask fathers, ask yourself this question. Am I a good servant? Oh, I want to be the spiritual leader. I want to be the head of my family. Are you that good servant? Are you looking at how to sacrifice for your family? To sacrifice for your wife? To sacrifice time and energy and money and etc. for your family? To see that this family grows in the fear of the Lord. And you will be proud of them when they grow up. You will be looking at them and say, here's my son who's, come, who's like his dad, as we heard this morning. Why? Because his dad wanted to be like Jesus. Men, please listen to me for the next 15 minutes. Spiritual leadership starts at home and required, requires a surrendered life. It's not easy. You get excited, you want to get married. But it's not finding a woman, which is great. The Lord supports that. To find a wife, find a jewel. Find something that the Lord enjoys. But after that, you need to be the man who is, has a surrendered life to Jesus Christ and a truthful heart. Non-Christian homes live by a different set of rules. And the results of their efforts, as you will know, is frustration, discouragement, and mostly broken homes. When Pharaoh needed a leader to oversee the nation during the years of famine, and when he listened to Joseph, who the Bible says, a man discerning and wise. That's what the Bible says. He asked his cabinet, can we find such a man like this in whom is a divine spirit? Can we find such a man like this in whom is a divine spirit? Men, let me address you this morning. You can decide to be a good father. I say, I want to be a good father. But unless you have the spirit of the Lord within you, you cannot be the father that God wants you to be. Period. Are you surrendered? Is your life surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you living by the book, by his word? Are you seeking to honor him and please him? Can we find such a man like this 
in whom there is a divine spirit. God is looking for such men. And I hope each one of us will say, Lord, I want to be the man. Men determined to bear their responsibilities and stand for the truth. Men who love their families and honor their God among their traits, faithfulness, loyalty, and love. Am I this man? Faithfulness is required. Are you faithful? This is first and foremost to be faithful to your Savior first and then to your wife and then to your children. Are you that man? God is looking for men like this. Do you know what God said when he found that man about Moses? Moses was a great leader. Wasn't he a great leader? He was a great leader. You know what he said about him? Not so my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my household. He gave him the responsibility to lead. But first and foremost, he was faithful. With him, he says, the Lord is speaking. With him, I speak mouth to mouth openly and not in dark sayings. And he beholds the form of the Lord. He even looks like me. This was a faithful man in the household of God. May God help us to be faithful men in our own household and in the household of God. God, this is a good challenge. And also what is required in a spiritual man is loyalty. Let's check ourselves. Am I loyal to Jesus Christ first? When I face difficulties, do I change? Am I a chameleon? I'm one thing at church and another in the workforce? Do I keep this loyalty wherever I am? And you know what? Nowadays, this word loyalty, it's a lost form. This trait is almost non-existent. We're experiencing that day after day. There is no substitute for loyalty in language or fact. Let me tell you that. And I do love those people who are loyal in our church. I know many men and women who are so loyal. And may God bless you and keep this loyalty. Because in the eyes of God, this is a treasure that it's non-existent in our world today. When that word is spoken, scenes come to our minds of Moses standing before Pharaoh. And he was so loyal that he will not bend or change. These are the men God is looking for. Bend, no. Change, no. Men who do not change, who stand firm for the Lord Jesus Christ first. And loyal for their wives. And loyal to their wives. And loyal to their children. And loyal to everything they do. This is the thing that makes a man. What are made of, men made of? Faithfulness, loyalty, and above all, love that never fails. Elijah, when he stood on that mountain, and when he challenged all the prophets of Baal, he did not move, nor bend, nor budge 
he looked for the Lord and the Lord honored him. Nehemiah, how many problems he faced in building the wall of Jerusalem. But he was loyal to the call, I am going to build the walls of Jerusalem. How about Paul? How about his life? How about his preaching? How about going from one place to another? He stood firm and he stood loyal to the calling and to the cause that he lived for. Loyalty to the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are many spiritual leaders that went before us. Many men and women who were loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that made these men and women spiritual leaders that we talk about them today. Though they're dead since a long time, we are talking about them today in the 21st century. This loyalty is required of all men in every area of their lives. Men, I challenge you this morning. Fathers, are we loyal? And love, what, what can I say about love? It is a lost art today. You love if there is a motive behind it. But love just for the sake of love, because love, God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. We should love and sacrifice as he did love and sacrifice for us. Are you sacrificing for your children? Are you sacrificing for your wife? Are you really standing firm on promises of God and say, Lord, uh, you promised that you will be with me. I am not going to change. I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be loving and kind. You know, above all, the Bible says, love that never fails. And many people consider that a weakness. Many fathers a weakness to be loving and kind. Let me tell you one thing. The world is looking for people who love. The world is hungry for love nowadays. The world is hungry for loyalty. The world is hungry for faithfulness. And if they don't find it in us, where are they going to find it? These are the ingredients that make a spiritual leader. And if we exercise these, harmony and joy and peace will come to our household. And you know, in a household that has faithfulness, in a household that the loyalty is there, in a household that love is there, understanding is there, let me tell you, the word D will not be mentioned forever and ever. And you know what I mean by word D? Divorce. Which is now plaguing every household almost in the nation. Men. Remember my first point. Effective spiritual leaders. You don't get it in the books. You don't get it at school. You don't get it by going to a special charming school. You don't. When I used to work every, every three, four months, say, Adol, you're going to charming school. I said, I went last week, last month. You are going to charming school. They want to educate you. You cannot be educated for that. So stop looking for a charming school. The only school that will educate you is the school of the Lord Jesus Christ. Men sit at his feet and learn there, and you will learn faithfulness, loyalty, and love, and will make you better men and better husbands and better fathers. Amen? The second point, God is looking for men 
with godly image. Godly image. Effective spiritual leaders and godly image. It has been said, a child is not likely to find a father in God unless he finds something of God in his father. It has also been said that any man can be a father, but that it takes a special kind of a man to be a dad. The ideal father does more than simply be the breadwinner or a good provider. He helps to mold the child throughout his growing years through generous amounts of love, guidance, correction, forgiveness, and praise. These traits can only be found in a man who fears God. A man who patterns his life after the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? Fortunate are those who have had a father with whom they had such a personal relationship. Men, are you patterning your lives after the Lord Jesus Christ? Paul did. We, we didn't read about him as a father, but Paul, he patterned his life and he set an example for us to pattern our lives after the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, for me to live is Christ. He died for the world. He says, for me to live is Christ. And to live a wonderful life you have to pattern your life after the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask yourself, am I an example? Am I an example to my wife? Am I an example for my children? Am, am I an example to the people I work with? Now, this for fathers. But men, men in general, and ladies, sisters, are we patterning our lives after the Lord Jesus Christ? That goes for everyone. Let's not say this is, this is for the man, oh, he deserves what Abel is saying. No. We want to live for Christ. And when we live for Christ, you know, we can live for him everywhere. To have a godly image, Means a godly life. Do you hear me, man? Paul writing to the Corinthians says, For our boast is this. He says, If we are to be proud, if we have to have a clear conscience before you, is this the testimony of our conscience that in holiness and godly sincerity we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially to women. And what? He says, A godly life. What is a godly life? A godly life is a life that is found pleasing in his eyesight. It doesn't need uh, any more explanation than this. Am I, is my life pleasing to the Lord? Ask yourself, fathers, men, women, each and everyone, is my life pleasing to the Lord? Am I walking in his ways? Am I the true godly person that you want me to be? 
And then if you find yourself, if you can say, thank God, I am walking with him. I am patterning my life after him. I am trying to be an example for my family. You can say, okay, thank you, Lord, for helping me to be a godly man or person. Writing to, his, to Timothy, he's first talking about himself. He wanted to apply godliness to his life, Paul. Then he can write to Timothy, and he says uh, to him, You, Timothy, man of God, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. If he's writing this to Timothy, okay, can we say, Lord, please apply these characteristics to my life? What do you want me to be, Lord? And he says, it's, it's here. Pursue righteousness. He says, no one can be, have righteousness. But you know, when the Lord saved us, he put on us robes of righteousness. It's his righteousness, not us. And what is righteousness? To be right with God. That's it. Am I right with God? Am I every morning say, Lord, help me to be right a righteous man? That means to behave in a right way, to honor you in everything I do. Godliness. May God help us. And faith, and I talk about love, perseverance, and gentleness. Men, God wants us to be gentle people. Do you know when you meet someone who is gentle, what do you say about him? He's a gentle man. And she's a gentle woman. And we need to be gentle people. We need to project the spirit of Christ, who has always been gentle, who's always been respectful, who's always been kind, who's always been merciful, who's always been graceful to each and every person who came in touch with him. When people leave your presence, when people uh, meet you and then leave, what do they say about you? What does your wife say about you? I have a great husband. Oh, I adore him. Don't you like to hear that, man? Be a gentleman. Be a gentleman. Be a, a righteous man. Be right with God. And be always faithful to him. You know, you and I are being watched. And emulated without knowing. Do you know that? Men who have children... Remember, children are copycats of their parents. They don't look outside, they look at you. The other day I was in the store, and I hear the store, tuk, 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 just like this. I said, who's making this noise? It was early. Turhan and I were at the store, and who's this noise? Here's a little girl wearing a high heel two shoes, you know, that her mother was, was there, uh, and she's walking all over, and everybody was laughing at her. What is she emulating? Her mom. Her mom. What you do, your child wants to do. If you go to play baseball on Sunday morning, he wants to play baseball on Sunday morning. And basketball on Sunday morning. But if you, if you play on Sunday afternoon, that's fine and dandy, and he will go play with you. Be careful of what we do. We set the examples for them. 
And you know what? When we set it, we set it for life. And it's not easy to change when they grow up. When they grow up, they will not change. They will follow their own way. So, remember that they emulate us. We need to be watchful. Lest we project a poor image. What God intended us to be. Godly image. May God help us. Someone wrote, we need no application. The truth shines bright as day. We teach much more by doing, much less but by what we say. Do nothing but what you truly desire your child to do. He may not always hear well, but he is watching you. A godly image. We are required to do that. And I challenge you men to look for the Lord, to change you if you're not that man after God's own heart. And say, Lord, give me that image so I can display it for my children. A Bible school teacher asked her class to draw a picture of God for her. A little boy finished first and said, I drew a picture of my daddy because I don't know what God looks like. It affected me. I drew a picture of daddy because I don't know what God looks like. What a great responsibility we fathers have. And it is so important for us to be the kinds of fathers that will make our children, when they grow up, to understand fatherhood, to say, Daddy, I want to honor you. I want to say thank you. I want to acknowledge what you have done for me. You've sacrificed. You love me a lot. And you want to hear your son say, Daddy, happy Father's Day. I really love you and respect you. May the Lord help us. Spiritual men to be leaders and to have God's image in whatever we do. So our children, our wives, and the people around us will say, this is a gentleman. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Lord, we thank you on this Father's Day for this meeting that you have given us, your voice. Hopefully it wasn't mine, but yours. And my prayer is that each and every man, not only fathers, each and every man will strive to be like you. So we take our responsibilities as leaders in our household, in our communities, everywhere we go, to honor you and to live a life worthy of our calling. Bless this congregation. We pray for those who are on vacation that you be with them. We pray for those who couldn't make it and are sick that you heal them and bring them back to us safely. And we pray that today will be a day when we celebrate 
Father's Day, we remember our Heavenly Father. Without Him, there is no life. Without Him, there is no joy. Without Him, there is no peace. And with Him, we have all these things and much more to come. We thank you and ask you to dismiss us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The meeting is over. God bless you. Happy Father's Day. And help, Lord, help us to live a life worthy of our calling.